You're listening to the Red Diamond Quarium, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome, everyone, to episode 63 of the Red Diamond Courier. I'm here with you, as always, Bob Chichinsky, here with my good friend, Dog Bark 24 How's it going, my dude? Doing good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. This week, we have some super exciting news for you guys. From the Robots Radio Network, we have a brand new podcast that has actually been around for a while, and it's one you might know and love already. The UESP Podcast, or UES Podcast, I mean, it's something like that. They have joined the uh, family, and we're super excited to have them. And not only are we excited to announce that, but... We are able to bring one of the hosts on today to hang out with us. The one and only Doc Hudat 219. How is it going? Welcome to the cast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing really well. How are you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. Yeah, we're uh, super excited for uh, you guys, for, for you to be here and you guys to be Part of the Robots Radio Network. I definitely have uh, been listening to the USP podcast for quite a while, so it was cool to see you guys join. Oh, I was super excited uh, when we got the news. Like, uh, I, like I've heard about Robots, right? or I've known of Robots Radio for a minute now. Like, listen to them and everything, and so when we got the news. Was like, no way, this is awesome! And I was so excited. So yeah, I'm excited to be joining all y'all. So yeah, and. Uh, like, I mean, as we were just saying in the pre-show, it was cool to see all that happen. And uh, we're unfortunately, Pylon is the other host. He could not be here right now, but we will try and get him on in a uh, subsequent episode here down the road. But um, so let's just kick this right into gear. As always, for you guys, we whenever we have a guest on, we are gonna. Uh, just let them kind of have the stage, talk um, all kinds of their uh, podcast or streaming or whatever they have going on. But we also, we do have some news right now, and we have our serial updates as always. So, uh, Dog, why don't you take it away, my man? What's going on in the news for uh, ESO this week? All right, so they have a new Meet the Character, or Characters, because it's the Elder Council. And it's on their website. So be sure to check that out. So that's going to do it for us this week on the news. Actually, a pretty small news week for us. So we're going to be able to get right into the Cyrodiil kind of stuff. And actually, I totally forgot to ask here at the start. Doc, what faction do you play for? Oh, um, so... I have uh, tunes in every faction, but I'm for the pact. I do like the covenant too, though, but I'm kind of more leaning towards blood for the pact. Sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, but I, 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 those yellows, I will beat them no matter what. 
Like, okay, fair enough. There we go. Can we we can agree there? Like a common ground right there. So <laughs> yeah. every yeah. Uh, like PvP oriented event, I end up farming a group of eighty. So it's good. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> fair enough. We'll, we'll we'll accept it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the EU side of things, unfortunately, we have AD leading. And do we, dog? Do you've got AD here twice? No. Oh, yeah, it's it's AD know. in first, EP in last. Okay, for sure. Ooh. So we got AD leading over a hundred k. That is a very high score. Wow, so yeah. very good for them, and they're just totally in the lead dc is way back in 80k in second place ep right behind them 79.7k so it looks like ad is gonna run away with that one and uh yeah dog tower things going on xbox all right well for uh, xbox na we have uh, 16 days left in the campaign and ep is in first with 40.1k ad is in second with 38.1k and then DC's in last with 37.1k. So our like three or four month uh, streak of winning seems to be over. I mean, there's, there's still time. Aww. It's still close, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then for uh, Xbox EU, we have DC in first with uh, 46.8k. AD in second with 33.1k. And EP in last with 32.1k. So we're still winning on Xbox EU, but not on Xbox NA. Yeah, it's it's okay, man. They have time. It's only halfway through. <laughs> then on PlayStation, which I believe that's where you play, right, Doc? It is. It is. Nice. Yes, very nice. And uh, over there, we've got Daggerfall in the lead, 43K. Ebonheart Pact behind him in second, 37K. The All-Mary Dominion in last at 35K. And on the EU side of things, Ebonheart Pact up top, 42k, All Married Dominion in second, 39k, Daggerfall Covenant right behind him at 38k. So pretty pretty even mix here this week, I'd say. All factions are at least leading one campaign. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, we love talking PvP over here. I remember, like, I remember one of the first episodes I ever listened to you guys. Like, you're, you guys actually gave some really helpful tips on PvP gear and what to wear. And I was like, oh, no way. I can actually go get that. And so, yeah, I remember. There you go. That brings a smile <laughs> to my face. <laughs> so before we uh, let Dot go into all the stuff UESP, we, of course, wanted to remind you all about the Robots Radio Network. That's what brought us all together anyways. And we have a bunch of awesome network sponsors and everything that you guys could go check out over there. And if you go through our uh, our notes, show notes, you could uh, find all the sponsors, cool stuff there as well, and it'll give a kickback to our cast. And if you're looking for other awesome podcasts like the UESP uh, one or the Elder Scrolls lore cast, anything like that. I think Tom has started like five new lore casts in the last <laughs> week. Um, robotsradio.net, always the place to go. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons and Dragons lore cast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And 
We're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. All right. So, Doc, uh, before we talk some USP, that you reminded me when you were saying in one of our earlier episodes because you were actually like one of our first like followers on Twitter. I'm pretty sure. Like, I remember like that. I was so excited. Like, oh, yeah. So uh, when I heard that. You got the, you know, the gig over there, USP. I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. Like, no way. <laughs> uh, I was excited for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was very, very excited. Um, and yeah, like, I love how you guys, your show has grown so much um, since then. I, I honestly had no idea um, because I kind of like... Um, due to like real life issues and everything, like I fell out of touch with what was going on with a lot of podcasts this past like six months. And so when I realized you guys were part of Robots Radio too, I was so excited. I was like, oh, yay, we're one big happy family. This is so exciting. So yeah, it was really cool. Um, But yeah, I remember when you guys started like, and I was like, oh, yes, another ESO podcast. And they have information about PVP. This is great because I know nothing. So yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, we got the uh, the PvP podcast brand there at the start. And we were <laughs> like, oh, uh, I don't know if that's what we're going for, but we could lean into that. <laughs> if we, we were like, we'll bring a little bit of PvP to the table, and people were like, oh, my God, this is the PvP podcast. It's like, wow. <laughs> I guess no one else is bringing PvP to the table. So, But, that's yeah. Awesome. And uh, so... You uh, have been hosting a few months now there, right? Yeah. Um. So uh, Mother's Day weekend actually marked my six-month uh, time frame of being on the UESP po- UES podcast. See, I struggle <laughs> with it, too. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. You have to compliment them for making sure they nailed the UES podcast. Cause oh, yeah. Didn't, then everyone would have been like, man, you guys missed your chance on that. <laughs> Right. It's so clever. So, yeah. So I've been um, I've been a co-host with Pylon now for six months. So and I I absolutely love it. Um, I've been listening to. uh, Well, I actually um, I listened to the very first episode. Um, I think by that time they were like just a couple episodes in um because i you know um like many of us here i have used the uesp for years now um and so when i found out they had a podcast i was like oh no way this is awesome um so yeah so um and i had met pylon through twitter actually uh i don't know like what was it like a maybe like is it a year two years i don't know i've lost track of time uh, since this last year, but, um, we started talking on Twitter. Um, and I think one of our first conversations actually was, uh, about Bosmer and what else. And he tells a story that I threatened to eat him because I, my main is a Bosmer. I did not, I did not. And I will say true to that, but, um, yeah. So, you know, like, uh, we hit it off really well and we talk about podcasts and everything. Um, and so, yeah, and then um, I had mentioned to him back in uh, October or November timeframe 
um, how I've always wanted to, one of my dreams uh, was to always do podcasting um, because I had done streaming for a while um, and I like streaming, but my, my goal had always been to eventually move over to the podcasting side of things. Um, cause even as a kid, like I was big in, um, in, you know, like wanting to do radio cause obviously podcasting wasn't around when I was a kid, but, um, but yeah. So, and then he was like, oh, well, if only I was looking for a co-host <laughs> and at first I thought he was serious. I was like, oh yeah, man, if only you were. And then he was like, I was being sarcastic. You should come on the show. And so I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> so that's how it started. And yeah, it's it's been a blast. I absolutely love it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's definitely a uh, pylon sounding story of the first time <laughs> we met, she was going to eat me. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um your guys cast for anyone that doesn't know um like what do you guys bring to the elder scrolls podcast fam kind of you know table i guess so we um we kind of bring uh a little bit of everything to it cuz obviously you know we are the UESP so um mm-hmm. you know it's basically anything uh, we're not just strictly ESO, though we do end up talking a lot about ESO just because that seems to be the most current news. But we touch on all Elder Scrolls related things. Um, and then we might even uh, branch out a bit, like if there's big time news that has to do with anything Bethesda related, um, like like the brand new news about Starfield and everything. Um, but usually like we'll, we'll cover the news of anything that's, uh, you know, Elder Scrolls Online or anything that's come out with Blades or um, any of the uh, or even ESO Legends. Like we'll, we'll cover any kind of news uh, that we see, um, you know, then we'll talk, uh, you know, we might even have like a lore episode uh, because obviously the UESP, we have a whole bunch of lore um, and we have a lot of members in the UESP that know so much lore. I am horrible at lore. Um, I'm embarrassed to say, uh, I wish I knew more. Um, every time there's some kind of like lore trivia out there, I do terribly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we have some awesome members in the UESP who know so much lore. And so we'll get them on the show and then they, you know, we might do a topic about like the Bosmer. Um, and so we'll do that occasionally, We'll talk about, you know, like what events are going on in ESL. We'll talk about what we're up to in ESO um, or what we're doing in other Elder Scrolls games because Pylon's in the process right now or he was in the process of playing Oblivion. Um, so during his streams, he so he would talk about like what he was doing in Oblivion. And so we're, we try to cover everything Elder Scrolls related in the time frame. Um, and usually bring guests on the show and want to hear what they um what they're about what got them started on the elder scrolls show or got them started on elder scrolls like what was their favorite thing and etc cetera, etc cetera. and so it's a lot of fun um like we we cover a uh, we cover a whole bunch <laughs> in this uh the small time period that we have yeah that's awesome uh, my with my closed mind i tend to forget there's other things outside elder scrolls online i totally get it (laughs) (laughs) 
good. You have to remind me every now and again. <laughs> but um, that's awesome. And there's definitely all kinds of um, fun stuff that they talk about over there. And they have, for quite a while, I think, that by the time we were starting last year, the UES podcast was around 50, maybe 60 episodes. So, uh, yeah, they've been going strong for quite a while. And, uh, of course, you can find it now at robotsradio.net. You could also find it all over the place. And uh, is you guys do it weekly over there? We do. Uh, we uh, we go live on Twitch at um, 8.30 Eastern on Sunday nights. Um, and we usually do um, probably an hour and a half to two hour show because, um, you know, we're co- it depends also on the news. Um, we always say, oh, this is going to be a short episode. And then it ends up being like two hours long. And we're like, oh, yeah, it wasn't as short as we thought. I guess we had more to talk about than we thought. And so it's 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 hilarious. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, we go live 830 Eastern Sunday nights. Nice. Yeah, I know uh, two dudes who have that same conversation on, the, <laughs> on a very constant basis. Um, <laughs> not pointing any fingers. But, uh, so that's awesome, and we definitely um, would say you guys should check out their cast if you get a chance. If you haven't already, I'm sure you possibly have. And uh, before we let you go, Doc, I'm going to let Dog ask you some questions here about ESO and uh, how you like to play the game and uh, some stuff about this year's story, and uh, yeah, then we'll call it a day. Awesome. All right. So how did you get into the Elder Scrolls? So I um, I was actually late to the party. Um, and this is usually the story of my life when it comes to video games. I end up starting like about two years after the game has been out. My very first Elder Scrolls game was Skyrim. Um, I've played video games my whole life. But, you know, due to like real life stuff, like it had fallen away. Um, so in 2013, I had uh, borrowed from my friend his Xbox 360 version of Skyrim because he was like, oh, here you can play it. It's boring. He said it was boring. Guys, come on. Like The minute I started playing it, it. (laughs) I know. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Because the minute I started playing, it was like, this is my new life now. (laughs) And so I became completely obsessed with Skyrim. Um, And then I and that one didn't have the DLC. So then I ended up buying my own version with it was like the legendary edition that had like Dawn Guard and um oh my gosh uh dragonborn dlcs and the hearthfire yeah that's what it was called right um the the housing one and it had all three of the dlcs that came with it so i ended up buying that for myself and then replaying through the entire game um and uh and so i was completely obsessed with that um i started writing fan fiction for a while for skyrim because i was just that much so into it and then then um i had heard about uh there was going to be an online version of elder scrolls game coming out which made me super excited um and so i didn't have a good gaming pc but i was so desperate to play Elder Scrolls Online when it came out um, that I had like this little rinky-dink laptop 
that I had. And I ended up buying uh, the PC version because at the time they didn't know when the console version was going to come out. Um, and I, I would play it at the lowest possible graphics I could just so I could play it. And I was just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm playing it. I love it. And I had bought it during this time when they were actually doing this really awesome deal where if you bought it during, I think it was like the month of either June or July, you would get a one-time only transfer of all the tunes from your PC to the console of your choice when you end up buying the console game. And so I knew that eventually I would switch over to console whenever they released it, which it ended up happening a year later. And so I was like, that's a great deal. So I bought it and played it on PC for the first year. And let me tell you, that game is so different from when it started out. Like, it's crazy, like just night and day from when it originally started. Um, And so then came out um, on console. I had a PS4 at that time. So I ended up buying it for my PS4 and was able to transfer um, the tunes I had made. from PC, which was handy because then I already had a crafter uh, with me. But then I still ended up creating a new tune just so I could experience the whole console version. Um, So yeah, and so I've been playing ever since. So I've basically been playing since the very first launch. Uh, So I still have an account on PC. In fact, every now and again, I'll hop over on PC and I'll play with Pylon and the UESP members. but primarily I'm console um, because that's like where the majority of my friends and where the majority of my time has been invested and money has been invested in. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, that's my Elder Scrolls. I'm now going back and I'm starting to play uh, Morrowind and Oblivion because I've never played them and I've always wanted to. Uh, so, so yeah, but I just, I love the Elder Scrolls um in general and so but yeah ESO has been the primary uh game that I have played re- lately dang an OG console transfer that is <laughs> right? surprising very nice <laughs> yeah I didn't really get into like any of the Elder Scrolls until like 2015 because it's like I was unaware of it like the entire time. And yeah. I was reading like a book series and like, hey, someone's like, hey, you know that there's like this game stuff. I know you like gaming. So why don't you try out, you know, the Skyrim game? And it's like, oh, this is like exactly kind of what I was reading. But like, you know, it has like a lot more worldly stuff. And yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I still end up going back to Skyrim um, whenever I'm feeling nostalgic because, I mean, that was my first game, you know. Um, And so I still every now and again, I'm like, I just need to go back to Skyrim and, you know, just immerse myself in that world. Because, like, you know, with online games, you can immerse yourself to an extent, but you still have people running around you and everything. Even in the most remote parts of Damriel, when you think you are completely alone, all of a sudden there'll be some random other player running past you and you're like, oh, I'm not alone. And um, sometimes you just want to be alone and just immerse yourself in the environment. So when that happens, uh, I'll hop back over to Skyrim and it's just, it's so nice. I love it. It's still one of my favorite games ever of all time. 
Yeah, uh, I recent or not recently anymore, but you know, I keep saying it was recently, but I recently I uh, started playing uh, Skyrim again to, because I know a lot more about the lore now, whereas I used yeah. to use like, oh, Deja is like, oh, those are just like demon types, right? Whatever. Yeah. And it's like, no, <laughs> they're much more complex than that. Seriously, I thought the same thing, too. And that's also why it's fun to go back to Skyrim now. Like, because you you don't even realize how much lore you've learned through playing ESO, which is one of the things I love about ESO is just by going through the story quests and everything, you start to put together, like, who these Daedra are, uh, the the time errors, like, what's going on in the war, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's nice. Um, because then you go back to like Skyrim, you're like, oh my gosh, this makes so much more sense. And this makes sense why these, why this group of people treat the, this group of people this certain way. And yeah, it is really cool to go back there once you start to learn, um, when you, when you've learned more about the lore and, and everything, it's a lot more fun. Yeah. All right. So what is your uh, favorite class in the Elder Scrolls? online Ooh, so it used to be nightblade but it is now completely necromancer i freaking nice. love my necro i have three i have a stamina i have a mag crow and then i have a healer crow that i just finally got up to 50 um so yeah so i my neck Rose, man, like I didn't think like originally when Elsewhere came out, um, I had created an Necro and I was just like, eh, it's all right. Um, and then I never played him. And so then I was because I was all about my Stamblade. She was my PC transfer. She was my main. I loved her. And then finally, I was like, you know what? I want to try Necro again. And so I, I made a Stamcrow, um, my Stamcrow werewolf. And I fell in love with her. Like, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. And so then I was like, well, let me make a macro, um, you know, to do trials and whatnot. And so then I made a macro and I was like, oh my gosh, I've never liked a magic class more. And so then I was like, nah, and I love healing. Um, I have a Templar healer. So I was like, let me try the necro healer because I think that would be a lot of fun. And so, yeah, so I love the necromancers. How about you guys? What are your guys' favorites? Oh, Necros all the way, for sure. Yes! As soon as I heard you say that, I'm like, yes, that's what I'm talking about, man. So fun. <laughs> and I'm like the Templar. Get out Templar. of here with Templar, man. <laughs> yeah. Templars are fun, man, but they're like special. Oh, I could imagine like in PvP making people mad though. Like, because I know Templars make me mad in PvP. So yeah, but yeah, I love, I just love the versatility of Necros. I mean, you can basically, I mean, you can do any, any role on any of the classes, to be honest. But for some classes, it's easier. You know what I'm saying? So like with a Necro, I feel like it's a lot easier to do any of the classes. You can be a DPS, you can be a tank, you can be a healer. And it's real, and it's not really that difficult to switch it over. Um, and um, and so yeah, I uh, yeah, I I just love the versatility of them. I think they're so fun, and it's just cool, man. You just consume corpses, and you get your ulti back, and everything, and it's just it's it's fun. I love it. All right. So, what is your uh, hardest or your best achievement that you've done in ESO? Ooh, um. 
is getting a a, 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 sp- a a specific Inferno staff to drop for me. Does that count as an achievement? <laughs> because oh, yeah. OMG, uh, I, um, I, I, I ran Maelstrom on normal like a gajillion times. Get that stupid Inferno staff and it would not drop. And so then I finally hopped over uh, on VET because I was like, I had never finished it on VET. It was really, really hard uh, for me. And so finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it on VET again. Um, And so I did. And it took some time and I finally beat it. And wouldn't you know it, I got the freaking Inferno staff (laughs) finishing it on VET. And I was like, no freaking way. I was so happy. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> so I, I count that as a personal achievement because gosh, I hated Maelstrom so much because, uh, you need that Inferno staff for pretty much any kind of magical class right now. And so I was like, come it, I need that staff. Um, but achievement, achievement wise, um, I'm trying to think, I think, uh, right now I'm in a couple progs to try to get, uh, the Dramathra Destroyer, um, in, uh, in V-Mall. And then I'm also in another prog where we're trying to get, uh, Sanctified Silverskin in Vass. Uh, but one that I've achieved that was, was pain in the butt to get was, um, getting the, um, the necromancer, or it's actually called something else, the worm cultist personality from Vet Fang Lair, where you have to do like the the no death, the the speed run, the hard mode, um, in it. And so my friends and I, we did that. And the hard mode was honestly like the hardest part about the whole thing. That was a pain in the butt in that dungeon. That hard but, mode still gives me nightmares. Oh my gosh, man. I haven't been in that dungeon since. <laughs> like <laughs> the minute we got it, I was like, uh-uh, I need a break. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably one of the ones because it was one, it was good memories, because it was with good friends. Um, and also it was a pain in the butt. <laughs> so yeah. Those are the ones that come to mind. All right. Uh what is your favorite title in ESO? Do you have like one that you like to use a lot or does you not pay attention to it? Ooh, um, it depends on who I'm running. So I have I have 10 tunes, um, but I use actively like five different tunes currently. Um, so for my for my tank, I had fashioned him to look uh, like the Dread Pirate Roberts from uh, Princess Bride because I'm a huge Princess Bride fan. Um, and so, and I mean, like he legit, like I spent hours making him look as close to, uh, Wesley as possible. And so I went and got the pirate title for him just because he had to be a pirate. Um, I think I like the, I think the title flame chaser is a really cool one. And you get that from completing the hard mode, uh, bosses, um, the, the vet bosses on hard mode, each of them in, um, vet black Drake Villa. I think that's a really cool title. I got that for my stamp crow. Um, and another one. And now I can't think of it. Um, 
Oh, it's uh, <laughs> it's on my uh, my stand blade. I don't know why, but I always I've always really loved it. Is just the scoundrel title. Like I just it makes me think of Star Wars. I can't help it. But I just I love that title. And so that's on my stand blade just because I think it's great. So, yeah, I love the titles. I love getting new titles because then I'm like, ooh, what am I going to fit for my next tune? So, yeah. How about you guys? Well, I'm kind of stuck with like former emperor on most of them. I got it and I'm not going to not wear it. (laughs) That's fair. I probably wouldn't ever drop that either for sure. On the other hand, my favorite title is uh, the Alpha Predator one, and it's <gasps> something that I, uh, I I got it, and then it's like I kind of want to get it on every tune, but that would be like super ridiculous. But <laughs> <laughs> that's also one that I would really like to get. Yeah, for sure. Those are good ones for sure. Like especially like people are like, oh man, they've got those titles. That's crazy. I don't think I will ever 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 get a former emperor empress title like ever (laughs) but yeah um i would love to but i'm like oh dear god like i am not that skilled at pvp but um, it's much more uh time dedication right i just don't time man but believe me i can understand (laughs) (laughs) but now you've got it and you've got it forever you know so i would never change that if i had that for sure totally makes sense all right. And then lastly, uh, what are your thoughts on like the year of like the year long storyline? Do you like it better or do you like it like the same as like before where like they think Somerset and Merkmeyer? Oh, I love it. I um the minute they had announced that that was uh, the direction they were going with Northern Elsewhere, I was I was so for it. Um, I just I think it makes it, it makes so much more sense um, because I'm a big story driven person. Um, like on my main, I have done every storyline in every zone. Um, and I just, I love the stories. Um, and so with a year long thing, it just, it flows better. Um, and it just, it adds to the story. Um, it makes it feel like the story is evolving throughout the year, which is really cool. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I'm a big fan of it and I hope they continue on with that. I'm really happy. They're still doing that. Um, this year, really curious to know where they're going to go from here though. Um, no, I, yeah, no, I, I absolutely love it. I just, I think it was a brilliant idea. Um, whoever came up with it because it just, it, it brought more life into the game. I feel like, what do you guys think? Yeah. I th- I would agree with pretty much all of that. The only thing that the main thing I usually bring up about it is I feel the dungeons have probably uh like taken a step back since then. Like you think of like uh you know we were just talking about Fanglair. Like Fanglair is iconic and it stands out just in its own way and mm. you know because of its difficulty and you know um it's its story in itself is like really interesting and i feel like when you look at some of the dungeons like uh depths of malatar or uh lair of marsalock like 
I feel like they kind of got a little lost in trying to be part of the year of, you know. Mm, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, and they feel long and, like, drawn out and not not so much, like, replayability. Like, no one's going to queue for those dungeons because they're, like, fun, you know, like. That's yeah. that's the only thing for me. The rest of it is like the story and continuation throughout the year. It's all awesome, but for me, I think the dungeons have probably seen a uh, t- taking a step back from that. I can see that. I I like how they've added. Um, so my favorite dungeons currently are. Um, I still love Unhallowed Grave, and I love. Um, I I now really love Black Drake Villa. Like anytime somebody is like, I need to farm gear there, which I still technically do too, but um, I still need those freaking daggers. But um, I love those dungeons, but I love them because of the mechanics of them, um, because of the secret bosses, because of just it, it, it still goes along with the story, but at the same time, it has like a whole new approach. And so I do like it when they add dungeons like that, where they have like, um, bonus features um like even with stone garden i liked that i do agree with the length of some of these dungeons like if i'm trying to get a normal dungeon done so i could get my transmute gems and i end up with layer of marsalock i'm like oh no yeah (laughs) Um, it it rips your heart man (laughs) yeah i'm like oh no this is a really long one and it's not because i don't like the dungeon if i'm going in there intentionally with friends because maybe we want to get the achievements done that's different because i actually think the dungeon itself is beautiful um in fact i had just run it with my friends last night because one of them still needed to get the tablet from completing that one um so we went in there and did it and i mean it's a gorgeous dungeon and the story of it i actually really love the story with having to kind of uh free celine and all that like i love that but it is so doggone long um and um so yeah i can definitely see that um like i think that they could like with the dlc dungeons maybe like one of them um follows along with the storyline of the year and then maybe have like a the second one is like a completely random one with a completely different storyline or something like that you know what i mean um kind of like with fang lair or um, some of the other ones where they didn't necessarily uh, fit with the rest of the storyline, but they're just a fun dungeon. Um, I think that maybe that would that would work better. Because I do like, like, for example, Unhallowed Grave, when you meet Fenorian for the first time. Right. I love that. Um, I think it's really interesting. Um, whereas with the other dungeon, what's the other dungeon that goes along with Unhallowed Grave? I believe um, it was Ice Reach. Ice Reach, yeah. Um, with Ice Reach, I didn't feel like that one. Oh, that one was. Oh, well, I mean, Alyris is in it, so I guess it does connect. That one, I like that one, but that one's not even like a. Yeah, let's go do Ice Reach kind of thing. Like right. where I feel like you could have one iconic dungeon that represents the year of whatever, and then the other dungeon that comes in the DLC could be a completely standalone dungeon. I like that um, idea. Yeah, and that way you kind of get best the best of both worlds. Um, yeah, 
because uh, I could I could definitely see that because then sometimes you just kind of forget. You're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like even me, I forgot about Ice Reach and the storyline there that is completely connected to Graymore, you know? Yeah, um, and it, it kind of locks them like in their time too because it's like mm-hmm. if it's part of a story of the year of Elsewhere, if you're not doing any of Elsewhere's story, then it's like, okay, like, cool. This is like stuff that I'm never like don't really understand because it's out of context and it's like yeah eh. if you're just queuing for things as like a new player you know you're gonna be like uh what are these i have no idea what this is all like <laughs> a part of exactly well yeah like even with unhollow grave the first time i did it um because usually when new dlc dungeons come out my friends and i try to do blind vet runs through it um, and see if we can figure out what's going on before we see anything that's posted online, um, which is kind of hard to do when you're on console because, you know, like PC gets them first. So I usually don't watch anything that PC players post until after console gets it. And then I'm like, all right, now we can do our vet blind run. But with Unhollow Grave, you know, we had run through it. We got it done. And then, you know, Graymore came out. And, you know, you meet Fenorian and everything like that. And then I went back into Unhollow Grave and I had no idea until after the fact that you actually met Fenorian in Unhollow Grave. Like it didn't even register to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like I had no idea. I didn't put two and two together that you ran into him the first time in Unhollow Grave. So um, obviously we knew who Lyris was, um, you know, because it's Lyris. But with Venorian, I, I completely missed that fact until after going back to him. Like, holy crap, that's Venorian. So, yeah, um, I do love the continuity um, in a lot of ways. But I think that they maybe they could kind of like split it in a way. Very solid, very good ideas. And uh, with that, unfortunately, we are running out of time. I got to get out of here. So we got to wrap <laughs> it up. Doc, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, yeah. Dog, you want to let everyone know where they could find us real quick? All right. You can find us on Twitter of the at Red Diamond Cast. You can also find us on Facebook of the Red Diamond Courier. And then you can find us in our ESO or Xbox Guild of Airs the Red Diamond, which you can join using the Robots Radio Discord found at robotsradio.net. And as I said earlier, you guys can check out our show notes for links to all of our awesome, awesome stuff. And if you got time to leave us a review, we would absolutely love it. And if it's a five-star review with some words, we will absolutely shout it out on the cast. Doc, uh, where can all the people find you that, of course, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, she was so awesome. I got to go check out their <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, well, you can find me, um, on Twitter, Instagram at, at Dr. Hudat 219. Um, and same with PSN. It's the same Dr. Hudat 219. Um, you can also, uh, look up the, uh, our podcast, um, at the, um, on Twitter at, um, uh, the UESP, um, and obviously like the UESP.net um and um yeah like we we post our podcast episodes um now that we're on robots radio you can find us over there um we're on all the platforms for podcasts so yeah um we'd love to we'd love to see you guys uh because we go live on sundays so very very awesome and once again thanks for being here 
Yeah, guys, thank you so much for having me. Definitely. Dog, what about you, man? All right, we can find me on uh, Xbox at Dog Park 24. And it's, it's the same thing for Twitter and ESOPC. And for me, it's going to be Bob Chichinsky wherever you go. Uh, Bob underscore Chichinsky on Twitter, Twitch, and ESO. On Xbox, it's going to be Bob space Chichinsky. Thank you guys for hanging out with us this week. Hope you enjoyed our chat with the one and only Doc Hudat from the UES podcast. <laughs> we missed Pylon, but we will get him here soon, we promise. And we will uh, catch you guys all on the uh, flip side. Bye, guys. Yeah. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. <laughs>